Culture Kings. Culture Kings. Culture. Alright, so Jaquise, man, like, I just feel like, and you tell me how you feel about this. I think that sometimes in my head, I, I know you know what I'm talking about. Do you ever feel like in an interracial relationship, sometimes it's very easy to like just pick out the things that are racist? Like, you know what I'm saying, Jaquise? I, you know, I think that sometimes, yeah, like obviously, like it's, I'm not necessarily looking for that stuff, but like other people are looking for it. So what I'm the sort f- of. Wait, hold on, hold on. What's happening? Where, where's Jaquise? What do you mean? I, I am Jaquise. Can't you tell I'm eating a deep dish pizza? <laughs> no, you're, wait, what? Matt, take off that black face, Matt. Oh no, <laughs> Matt! What are you doing? <laughs> Come on, it's it's me, Jaquees. <laughs> Matt, you take off that black face now. You stop that. Wipe the cork off your face right now. Don't you want to know all I know about Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, where is Jaquees? Um. Okay, I, hold on. I have a confession to make. What? I've, it's not Jaquise. Yeah, no, I, Matt, I've been talking to you this whole time. I've, I've, we've clearly established that it isn't Jaquise. Uh, so Jaquise isn't here. Um, and I don't actually know why. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know. That's true. Uh, I know why, but I'm not going to tell you. It seems but, like it's okay. Oh, yeah, I, he's, he's fine. He's uh, fine. Uh, it's but, actually a good reason why he's not here. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know where he is, I, but he's doing well. Um, so I'm, you know, for lack of a better phrasing, I am sort of your Jaquees today because I'm on the show with you talking as like the second person on the yeah. show. Okay. But sure. I understand that. And I'm completely fine with that. I appreciate that. Even though I have hosted the show by myself and a little thing called NP Edgar, it's a fan favorite. But besides that, Matt. I'm okay with co-hosts. We have co-hosts all the time. We've had a range of co-hosts. I guess I'm confused as to why you decided to wear blackface to do it. I don't want to entertain this. (laughs) Entertain what, Matt? You did it. You showed up to this recording. You you rearranged your apartment to look just like a Chiquises, which is even weirder. In yeah, my opinion, do you see my um, my perilous DVD collection? <laughs> yeah, I see your your perilous DVD collection. I see all the Disney stuff in the background. Yeah, you really leaned into this bit. So committed, even oh, up check the out point, my Italian beef sandwich. <laughs> I what's funny is that Jaquiz doesn't eat any of those things now because of how like. Because how great shape he is. Yeah, and how like how insane his dieting is sometimes. Yeah. Like he's just like, yeah, man, I cut out all all sugar and carbs and protein and starch and water for my, for a month. And I'm like, that's everything. Yeah. I can't the idea of not even like having sugar, you know, you you're a sweet guy too. I'm a sweet guy. Cutting out sugar at all seems insane to me. But like I've, you know, I, it gets results. <laughs> I've done it for the most part, and it hasn't gotten that much results, which is because I I completely replaced it with fast food. Sure. But I'm like, 
I don't know if this is that worth it. <laughs> yeah, you're just sort of like, I guess I could, if it's not doing anything, I could have a Sprite. I could. I have not had a Sprite since quarantine started. I had a Sprite the other day and I thought of you. That hurts so much. I And what was crazy is that on my birthday, multiple people dropped off Sprite to my house and I threw it all away. You threw it away? What was I going to do with it? It's not going to go bad. You could hold on to it and you, and you can drink Sprite. Uh, I don't know. You'd have Sprite days. right now is is the point. Yeah, but I, I'm committed to this. I'm committed to this. Next is fast food. That's going to be the tough one is cutting out fast food. I started that this week. Wow. I'm trying not to order out. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I feel like I haven't been eating much fast food, but like what counts as fast food, you know, like any sort of like restaurant food. Like, not really, right? Yeah, but I eat out twice a day. So yeah, it's you like, can't. Well, one, you're going to be saving so much money because that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two, yeah, you're going to be eating better because you'll probably presumably be eating at home. Yeah. No, I'm actually going to. No, here's my plan. I'm not eating fast food anymore. I am going to strangers' homes, knocking on the door and saying, what are you having? And if it's not healthy, I go to the next house until I find a healthy option. Uh, well, I mean, you're not going to have to do that for very long. So I feel like you're going to hit a house pretty easily. Oh, I live in Echo Park. I'm going to hit a house very easily. You know uh, what I'm saying? But back to, you know, I'm I I'm just trying to be the best jacquees for you that I can be, I guess, okay. is like part of like what I'm doing here for you right now. Okay. I can appreciate that. How about um, you intro the guests the way Jaquise would? Okay, I can do that. Okay. Look, we got a great guest for y'all today on Culture Kings. It's, uh, you you know, we love her. She's a friend of ours. She's from, uh, you can see her on uh, the newest season of Dead to Me, and she's a performer at uh, the UCB Theater. You might know her from the improv group Cool Asian 420. It's our friend Liz Adams. Let's get to her. You know what? That wasn't bad, Matt. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty spot on for a Jaquise intro. Uh, but I will say this, Matt. I've known you for a significant chunk of time more than I've known Jaquise. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, for some reason, our chemistry is way worse. You d- Well. It I'm can- messing with you. It's not. <laughs> it, it certainly isn't have anything to do with um uh painting me in in this <laughs> negative light you know uh okay this is so like inside baseball and about improv and whatever mm-hmm. but i distinctly remember that one time when we were on a house team together that we got yelled at because there was a group game that we did where you went out and you said i'm a little baby oh, i'm a yeah. little baby and no one came out and supported you and we got yelled at I have something to confess that I don't think I've ever said, but it was very clear, is that when you did that, people went out to support, and I physically held them back. No, said, I saw that. <laughs> I, I physically held them back. right at you. And I said, no, let him suffer. <laughs> Do you remember when we were on a house team together? No, you weren't at this practice. Never mind. What practice was, was this? There was a practice where our coach, uh, or our second coach, um... <laughs> Yelled at all of us um, for not committing to a group game. And um, she was like, in this group game, you're either a mailman or you're a fucking dog. And she was like screaming at us. No, I was there. I was there. there. I was Um, there. 
And I was like in the back of the group game, like it truly like in the back of the. It was at this was at a this was we it was a practice at uh, at sunset at sunset. Yeah, yeah, no, I was definitely there. I I remember this group game now. Yes, I remember. do you remember that at she praised? <laughs> she said that only person that like did well was Matt because he like stayed in it. He stayed as a dog the whole time because we were like dogs on a bus or something yeah. like that. And then yeah. when she left, I said. You guys, the only reason I stayed in it was because when she screamed at us, I did start crying. (laughs) (laughs) Just like fully getting screamed at by like an adult that's like two years older than you. You know, I okay, we can get into this a little bit more with our guests, but I look back at some of the moments that happened there, and I do think we let a lot of shit slide that. Now, with the context of, you know, the theater not functioning right now, I'm like, why did we put up with that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was, you know, it's a lot to, like, sort of, like, think about. Because, like, sometimes it comes in, like, waves, too. Or, like, something like that pops into my head, and I'll just be like, why did, like, any of us be like, this was okay? Yeah. (laughs) This was fine. Uh, and like, just like stay in that. Cause like, especially on that team, especially on that team, there were so many moments of that of being like, why did we allow this to happen? Cause like, if that happened to me now, like in a world where this was like not happening and we were just like still there, Mm -hmm. if anybody ever screamed at me like that, I would just walk. I'd be like, cool, we're done. Like, that's insane. That happened with me in that second coach. She did that another time with a different team. And I Uh said, no, I said you're not going to talk to me that way. This no. is ridiculous. Like yeah. we're I'm, I am your peer in age. You are not ten years older than me. No, you're maybe a year older than me. You're not going to talk to me like this. No, and you know she doesn't follow us on Twitter, so whatever. <laughs> well, you know we'll probably get into more improv talk and more with our guest Liz Adams. She gets two intros. Hello. Can you see my cheeks are still little? Oh, yes. Can we see your cheeks are still little? Still little. Still a little. Yeah, you got it. Matt knows. (laughs) What happened to your cheeks? I got my wisdom teeth out and it was horrible because I got dry socket, which is like the thing that everyone's like, make sure you follow the instructions so you don't get this incredibly excruciating complication. Mm. And what's dry socket? (laughs) Uh, so basically what it is, is um, usually you're, when you have uh, holes in your mouth like this, a uh, blood clot would form. Mm. Dry socket, for whatever reason, so uh, it either gets dislodged or it doesn't form. So your nerve endings in your bone are just like exposed to the world. So that's what happened to me. Uh, it's very painful. Can people see it? Like, is it something that can be seen? Uh, in some people, yeah, mine are far back and like, I I couldn't see what was happening there, but I could feel it. So I went back, uh, and he like put some medicated stuff in there. He didn't like pop it like a zit or anything like that. No, it's just very, very painful. And then squeeze out the pus. No, that's an infection. It wasn't an infection. Yeah, this is dry. Yeah. It's dry. It's not wet with pus. It's just really, really painful is what it is. And then, uh, apparently women... That are um, of a certain age, uh, that are also on hormonal birth control, are at higher risk for developing that. So, well, why would that be a problem for you? Yeah, you're 21, right? Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, it does look like you're uh, on this Zoom call from your childhood bedroom. You got a teddy bear behind you. <laughs> you got a pink wall. Like it's it's very. This is just um, my home. Where <laughs> I think it looks comfortable and great. This is my friend. Didn't somebody? Oh. Well, I don't want to pull up old Twitter beef, so maybe we'll cut this. But didn't somebody... Oh, yeah. Someone tried to, like, diss my home that I was like, oh, I love my home. I'm sorry and you don't, but I live here and I love it. It was so <laughs> crazy because you posted, like, some picture of, like, your living room. And this person, like, out of nowhere was like, and your living room's trash. And I was like, this is a lovely living room. <laughs> I don't know what this person's talking about. This is crazy. That's oh, a yeah. wild, That was wild the, the Lacey Twitter beef. That yeah. she was oh, getting yeah, into that, that beef with that, like, casting guy. And then yeah. I chimed in to defend her obviously um, mm -hmm. and then he tried to come after me not realizing that like there is v almost nothing you can do to phase me like insults just fly past me because I yeah. like myself so much that it's <laughs> do you think like do you think that's a strength or a work. weakness sorry do you think that's a strength or a weakness it's both 100% <laughs> it's both <laughs> The thing about that guy that was so interesting to me is that I also jumped in and roasted him, and he didn't say anything to me. Oh, I think he just hates women. Oh, yeah. maybe that's it. Was very sense. targeted towards women because every yeah. time he would diss on a guy, he would bring it back to either Lacey or Liz. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because yeah, I was like, does this guy just think there's too much to make fun of me for and let me alone? <laughs> or? That is the thing that hurts. Like I remember my therapist saying something like Why that, not where he said. Me? The worst thing, because I'll be like, you know, sometimes I think like about how, you know, a troll that I fought on the Internet is thinking about something I said all day and thinking that I'm stupid and all this. And then she says, or worse, they're not thinking about you at all. Damn. And, and it fucked me up. Ouch. I mean. Damn. Yeah. They'll do that. <laughs> Liz, you deal with a lot of trolls. I remember. I do. uh one of my favorite Liz deal with trolls moments. And I have an unhealthy addiction to reading the comments on oh, negative no. things. Like I read all of them. And I remember you posted up a picture with you and your lovely husband. Oh yeah. And it turned into <laughs> one of the biggest Twitter fights I've ever seen in my life of you defending the height of your husband. It was amazing. Well, here's what happened was, <laughs> um, so uh, I've been married to my husband for uh, several years. We're very happy. And he is shorter than me. Not by a whole lot, but no. for, for some people, that's a really big deal. Like, I do know a lot of women in particular, but it happens across gender, like same-sex couples, non-binary, everything. People, a lot of women tend to be like very... They won't even give a guy uh, uh, the time of day if he's shorter than them. And I think that's so silly because, like, my husband's shorter than me and he's the love of my life. He's the best thing for me. I can't imagine being with anyone else, tall or otherwise. And uh, I'm just like, you're missing out, man. Imagine if I had seen Sherman and I'd be like, he's great and perfect in so many ways, but he's shorter than me. So pass. Yeah, you're going to pass like, up this hunk? Please. <laughs> Um, and so that was like, I tweeted something really facetious about that, basically being like, you know, you guys deal with getting ghosted by six, two alcoholics when, you know, like you just won't date a short guy though, but <laughs> <laughs> like d give people a chance. And then mm -hmm. people went, got so like butthurt about it. 
And I thought it was just amusing because the tweet that I made in the first place was so obviously facetious for anyone that knows me. They know that yeah. I don't go around saying things like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's also like it's it was a brand of Twitter humor I was kind of employing. Right. Um, and a lot of people just took it very seriously and took it to heart. And a lot of girls, uh, not not just girls, but guys, too, were like just projecting a lot of their own securities onto my relationship and trying to argue with me in the comments. And I had fun. I had a day off that that for some reason that day I didn't have anything going on. So I spent literally all day replying to comments, just mm-hmm. like having a blast being so intentionally like like stupid to people in comments. <laughs> but you were you were talking about Anna and I in that tweet. Like you, <laughs> I remember cuz I said, "Well, I'm 6'3 and I'm very offended by this." And I said, "Well, Edgar also can't read, so it's true. That is true." <laughs> no, a lot of people were like, "Oh, so all tall men are alcoholics?" And I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's what I said. That's exactly <laughs> that's what I such said." A, it's such a weird like, like jump of like cuz it's like Clearly what you're saying is in the tweet that sometimes we uphold these physical features and we hold on to them so tight that we're willing to put up with a lot of bullshit. And like right. I know that that's been true in my dating life in certain aspects of being like, oh, this person is beautiful, but they're also manipulative, but they're also this, they're also that. Yeah. And I'm okay with it because they're beautiful. And I get to say I date a beautiful right. woman where it's just like, no. Yeah. Why don't we just see this person as a whole? And also what's fucked up is that you're not seeing the person as a whole person. You're reducing right, them right. down to this this attribute. I think yeah. it's so funny to be so defensive when at the end of the day, you're still tall. Like, you're like, like you're, yeah. your life is still fine. Like, nobody hurt you. Well, uh, most, of the, most of the comments were from yeah. people who clearly, like, have that bias and were trying to defend it. And I'm like, well, mm. that's fine. Keep being unhappy and single if you don't want to date people that are, like, that you consider not in your league. But, like, you're going to be very lonely then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used to see it on, like like dating apps and stuff you like you would see it like in descriptions like if you're not at least 511 swipe left and it's like well one okay so common like i absolutely will because i don't you seem awful <laughs> yeah <laughs> but also you're shorter than 511 well yeah no i'm 56 <laughs> like i one i'm not going to look well, i guess waste both of our time but two i don't want to be like i don't want what if i did and be like yeah i'm 511 and i show up my 56 ass and then she's just like mean to me Uh, Yeah, you know what, Matt? You are a short king. That's what you are. I'm a short king, and Mm -hmm. I'm I'm here to announce that I'm a short king. Yeah, I'm the official arbiter of uh, royalty for... (laughs) So I'm I'm being knighted a short king? You're being knighted. I I hereby dub thee, Sir Matt. (laughs) His last name's right there. Of the Abadaka clan. <laughs> Don't say clan on the show in relation to me. The Jakis and Edgar oh, are going right. to like it too much. Oh, we're oh, going to okay, love right, it. Right, right, right. Okay. So, Liz, sorry. I guess, how did you square that off with where you had the opposite spectrum of it, which is that there are short men who really believe this and like who buy into this myth? And like, I, I like that. It's like a meme, right? Like, it's a big meme of like, women when they see a man under 5'11 and it's just a blank white space or something like that. Like, it's like stuff like that. But then you (laughs) have the the bagel guy in Long Island who felt as if... Yeah, bagel boss. that guy. Who felt as if women didn't see him because he was short. I think there's truth to that, but it's also (laughs) like, um, 
you can't like base your life on how other people see you, mm. you know? And one one cool thing, so well, a few cool things happened from the tweet is that I gained a shit ton of followers, which yes. is like, hey, nice. Um, and another cool thing is I actually had people personally reaching out to me, not in like because I became a, a sort of meme, and that's fine, I don't care. But I had people reaching out to me, sincerely thanking me and saying things like, you know, I'm. I'm like five, four and women never give me the time of day, but your tweet made me hope that I could find someone that could love me for me. And yeah. I was like, that's beautiful. I'm that's so glad lovely. I could encourage you. And then I had a tweet or not a tweet. I had a DM just like a few weeks ago from a really tall girl. And she was like, hi, she just basically reached out to me for advice on like how to deal with feeling insecure as a tall woman, because a lot of men are insecure about their own height and won't date mm. tall women. Mm -hmm. It's like on the, it's the same, it's a different side of the same coin, but yeah. I think height is actually a really big deal, a really big deal to a lot of people. And so she reached out to me personally and we chatted a little bit and I just kind of told her like, unfortunately, like this is the world we live in. And so I'm not going to tell you like, forget it, you know, that doesn't exist because right. it does exist. That kind of bias exists. And like, you have to be realistic that it does. But at the same time, like you don't want to fuck with those people anyway. If they're going to judge you, mm. then you're, then they're telling you right off the bat, they're not the kind of people that you want to associate with. Like focus on you, focus on making yourself someone you love. And then that'll come eventually if that's what you, you're looking for. But like, I think it's definitely something that hit a very raw nerve for a lot of people. And I, I think, the sort of dynamics of height and appearance and dating is really, really interesting. And I think that's why it got so much attention. Well, can I ask you this? If Bagel Boss was here today, what would you say to him? In terms well, I would say, of fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Because he was rude. He was rude. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, maybe he thinks women didn't see him, but he also can't discount the rest of his personality. Right. Like he yeah. was a I mean, really awful guy. I think that, sure, like maybe there's a there's a population of women that probably did discount him because of, because of his height. That's a real thing. But then yeah. also, like if the rest of it sucks, then <laughs> yeah. like what are you trying to sell here? Yeah. It's not like no, you're, you. you know, some saint with an amazing personality and super talented. Like you're shitty and you're like... <laughs> No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be have nice. something going for you. Yeah. yeah. Don't be rude. That's yeah. I wasn't like, my husband fucking sucks, but I love him. You know? <laughs> is he a hundred percent great? Like what percentage great is he? Mm, honestly. What if I was like? <laughs> if you say if you say anything less than a hundred, I'm gonna be like, I, I, you know, I'm a stand. <laughs> how funny would that be if I was like, actually, you guys, we've been having some real marital problems. I mean, hey, this is this is the podcast for it. Um, no, he's hundred percent great. He's. I always say that he is. Um, like people generally think I'm a, a good and kind person, but I am a terrible person compared to him. <laughs> mm. Mm. Like he is actually that nice and good. 
I've only seen him get angry one time. I think I've told you about. Oh this. yeah. <laughs> it was at a, uh, I think it was a New Year's party or something like that, where the it bartender, was at Blue Goose. yeah, where the bartender wasn't paying attention to him, and he got yeah. very upset. But then apologized to the bartender afterwards for getting upset. But I was like, Sherman, you were right to be upset. Yeah, yeah, like a ton of people were being served, even though he had been waiting patiently, and he just and for him losing his temper isn't yelling. He was just like, Hey, I've been sitting here for a long time. Like yeah. that was him being like angry. being incredibly fair. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah and I then mean, he went he yeah then he said thank you and gave him 20 bucks as yeah. A tip. yeah and i was like that's so funny <laughs> he's a he is a, a really patient man and you would have to be to be married to me let's all be fair here <laughs> <laughs> now like so when you went viral and let's yeah. just talk about it for a second you went okay. viral how does that how does how does he react to something like that? Because I if I went viral in this house where I live with my girlfriend, I don't think she would she'd be like, Well, of course you did. You're on your phone all day. <laughs> um he thought it was just amusing. One of the nice mm-hmm. things about our relationship is that he is completely uninterested in like Hollywood life, any like modicum of fame. He's mm-hmm. he he doesn't want that for himself. And he's very excited when I get closer to my goals in Hollywood mm. as like an actor, a writer. There's no competition. No, and yeah. it's so nice. That does rule. <laughs> um because and and some people it works for them to be in the same field or, you know, uh, it doesn't. I'm, it doesn't work for anyone. <laughs> well, some people make it work, but I I know my personality and I am far too like self-centered and jealous to handle that kind of relationship. So we have our own things and he was like, this is your thing. That's great. And he was happy for me and thought it was very funny because, uh, you know, he knows me. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, absolutely, like, my, and same thing in this house, like, uh, I keep saying in this house, in this house. In this this. house? Yeah, we, because, like, we just moved in together, and, like, she, my girlfriend um, is a, like, normal person, she works at, Mm -hmm. she's, like, a a healthcare worker, she's a speech pathologist, and so, like, we have, like, very different like yeah worlds but that way it's fun it's it's more interesting for us because like i'm like oh great i can gas you up like about your thing and you, you can, can be just, genuinely like, proud for them and not jealous exactly sorry yeah. edgar sorry edgar <laughs> hey it's not a problem on my side <laughs> hey! uh, full disclosure everyone anna and i are are pretty close friends <laughs> yeah, that's yeah true. Me, me too uh, and i actually did i think i met anna before i met you right uh, I think you guys were closer first, but you knew me before. Uh, oh, we, because uh, oh, yeah, I we used interned to, together. Yeah, and I would, uh, I would take someone's shift that was on your night. You were on Friday nights, and I was on Saturday I would, nights, right? And I would take someone's shift all the time, and mm-hmm. you and I would work together. That, that was, was back fun. when I the was good days. Yeah, back when I was uh, very broke and had a bunch of free time, and there was. I remember there was a week where. One of the managers, Marie, got very upset at me because she went, have you worked every single night this week? And I said, yeah. And she said, that's illegal. Please don't do that again. (laughs) And I was like, I have nothing else to do. I will pick up any shift. I'm so bored. Damn. It definitely was like it gave us something to do for sure. Yeah. Good times. I don't think I ever covered anyone's shift when I was an intern, but it was because I was also... Um, in college and I lived really far away and I was, was like, no. 
That's fair. Really. I mean, I also yeah. live far away, but that's fine. It's totally whatever. I know. I live like you lived in Glendale. Like that's not that far. <laughs> yeah, I Glendale thir- is not far. <laughs> I lived thirty miles away. I where, was where taking the bus. He lives in Downey. I lived. Yeah, where by? I don't I'm even from, know where that like is. Lakewood. Like uh, it's like near Long Beach, Cerritos area. Oh uh, yeah, I know like nothing outside of LA. <laughs> there's some great stuff uh, down that way and then there's absolutely like nothing like good too. It's like a such a weird. It's close to I think to I went to stuff. that big uh the big boat down there. Oh, the Queen Mary. Yeah. Yeah, the Queen Mary's <laughs> the great. Boat. You went on like Halloween or something close to No, like, around- we just went I you can't like, remember you the like circumstances. I think there was a family member in town, and so we they were, were like, trapped what's, on the boat? For, what's the thing to take old white people to do, you know? And then sure. we were like, let's go see the ship. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting thing. There's like, it, it is haunted. So that's, yeah. you can experience that. That's not just a Halloween thing. I'm if not it's haunted, interested it's in that. I am not interested in any hauntings of any sort. Are None. you are you a scaredy cat a little bit? Like you don't like being afraid and stuff like uh, that. I am a hundred percent a scaredy cat. Yeah, yeah, I would I would put myself in that category. I don't really like scary movies. Uh, I grew up really religious, and so mm-hmm. there's a big part of me that like I'm like could be real. Better not yeah. fuck with it. You know, I don't I mess with Ouija boards. There was one time that yes. a couple of people in the community were having a party and I heard they had like, they'd busted out the Ouija board and Mm-mm. I was going to go. And then I heard they busted out the Ouija board and I was like, I'm not going. I don't yeah. cross that line either. I think no. Ouija boards are not, I don't like the knock, knock game. It's the devil. I don't, I don't like Bloody do Mary. I don't think any of that stuff is funny. However, that being said, I do enjoy being scared. I do enjoy some of that. You energy. like like haunted houses. And I stuff? love haunted houses. Mm-hmm. It's a regular uh, one you know, of Halloween activity my for me. best friends was visiting from England. I don't know mm. if you guys ever got to meet him. He's just like uh, like the super swole Asian dude. Mm. Anyway, he was visiting. He went to a cool. bunch of shows with me while he was here. But he really likes that stuff and he wanted to go to Halloween Horror Nights oh, and yes. drag Universal. me there. And I was like, maybe I can just, I don't know. It's Universal Studios. I, I can figure out something to do. I'm sure it won't be that scary. Get I cried. Ride. <laughs> I was so fucking scared. Wow. I was terrified. They- and I hated it. It's not like um, optional. Like yeah, if you're there for it, it's like everything the whole spooky. Thing is so yeah, scary. People are yeah. like running at you with chainsaws. Yeah, and like, uh, I I did not enjoy it one bit. Also, this is so my current apartment is, I think maybe haunted. But I actually wow. have realized at this point in my life that I'm not sensitive to that kind of stuff. So I think there's some ghosts and I that are coexisting, but we don't acknowledge each other. I think okay. that's what's happened. So that's so interesting <laughs> because like that, like that just reminded me like grandma, uh, she had, a, she says that she had a ghost in like a place that she lived. Like she used to live. She doesn't live there anymore. Um, but when we were kids, she was like, cause we would hear stuff like walking up the stairs like kind of stuff and we just mm-hmm. be like what is that no one is upstairs yeah. what is happening and she was like it's just there's the a ghost. ghost here and we don't we leave each other alone yeah <laughs> like she's in her space i'm in mine it's fine <laughs> yeah i think that's kind of me like i very much 100 percent believe in that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. i'm yeah. not sensitive to it i've never had you know like knock on wood i've never had like a oh man i knocked and my dog is upset now Uh-oh, potato. oh it was me i was making a joke potato he doesn't understand bits no um, no or english oh, come here yeah <laughs> well, he understands some words yeah like poo poo probably come here Poe. i don't want to get into it i was gonna get so well i'm actually but i'm not going to oh oh you think dogs don't understand 
No. They, okay, we don't have to get into it. Okay. Yeah, you're, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, you guys, you guys got me started. Dogs don't understand. They should all be outside. Okay, we're no, going right back no, to it. No. You're just wrong. You're wrong <laughs> on this front. Every we're opinion- just talking about getting a dog, too? Yeah, we have a dog. It's coming in September. Oh, well, then we are going to have to brush you up on some dog knowledge. Yeah. Edgar, Every dogs- take Edgar has about dogs is wrong and bad. <laughs> <laughs> they um, don't understand English. They understand your tone. It's not English. No, they do understand some words. They're specifically like they've done studies. There's like one super smart dog that's been proven to know like over 300 words or something like that. Oh, wow. Some dogs are obviously smarter than others. Yeah. But like my dog certainly understands certain words that we have to spell out because he'll react to them even when we're talking in normal conversation to each other. Like R-I-D-E yeah. is hyped. If we say that, even if I ask it to Sherman randomly, if I'm not using the kind yeah. of tone. Or like W-A-L-K or something. Yeah, yeah. So like they do N-I-G-G-E-R. All right. I mean, he could know that. He was a rescue. I don't know what his life was like, but before. Yeah, so I agree. I, you know, there's a lot of stuff about my dog that's a mystery. So little Poe. Yeah. He's afraid of everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I you know, we have a dog door here, and I have two cats. And it it crosses my Do they mind. Go out? So, no, they don't go out. Uh, but like the dog door was here. And I did ask them to replace the door. They just didn't. And then I was like, well, why'd you say you were going to do that? Um, but like I have, but now I have it as an option. And I was sort of like, oh, like that'd be, it'd be nice to have a dog here. But that's like, I feel like I just thought that everyone's having right now yes. because they're home, yeah. you yes. know? Yes, 100%. Uh, but uh, well, and like I have the two cats. They're not going to get along. It's just like you can't. Do I it. do have. To, I have two cats as well. You do. Uh, I just don't love them as much, so <laughs> I, so they don't get as much representation on the feed. Oh, a hundred percent, they don't. Um, wow. I'm very. I'm very clear about my priorities in this house. I. <laughs> Love my dog the most. I love my cats as well. But the way the relationship you have with cats is just very different. Cats don't need you the way that right. a dog does. And you like to be needed. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a needy bitch. So <laughs> I also like that. My dog and I have a very codependent relationship. Uh, we both have separation anxiety from each other. Oh, if he's wow. in the other room. I'm like, where's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> and he's in there. He was like, I was waiting. I was worried about you in here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's no, so they, funny. Yeah, they're they're just different animals. They have different um, priorities. Here's what I think about this whole dog thing of everyone getting dogs during quarantine. <laughs> it's like when people move to Los Angeles and they start dating someone, but it's only because they don't have any friends in Los Angeles. They don't really like this person. They're just like, I'm new to this city. They're new to this city. We have 10% sexual attraction with each other. Let's date. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you've watched your friends do this. You've watched your friends do this. I know you came to the city in a relationship, but you've watched your friends do this. You've watched your friends be like, you don't like this person. You're just new to the city. And this person knows how to get around on GPS. That's all it is. That's what that room is doing with this dog. That's so specific. <laughs> I feel like, is there someone you're like sub- Casting, sub-podcasting no, right now? <laughs> no, not at all. It's just a thing. It's just like a, I feel like 
I'm I'm willing to bet that LA Times will have an article about the largest percentage of returns at dog shelters once this is all not. done. I hope once not this is too. all done. I will say as a dog owner, uh, owning a dog is definitely like a, a life commitment, you know? And there yeah. are, there's extenuating circumstances or there are definitely circumstances where like a dog should be rehomed for the good of the dog, you know? And mm-hmm. that's like a side. But if you get a dog because you want one and then you decide you don't want it, that's not cool. Same yeah. with a cat or any kind of pet, you know? Fish. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Ah, fish, I'm okay with. If you want to return it, flush it. I've been thinking I've about getting him. a fish. You forgot him? Uh, when we moved here from San Francisco, um, so I had an office fish at the, at the company it. I used to work for. And so I left him at the office till the last possible minute because I didn't want to, like, disturb him. Yeah. So the plan was to swing by the office to pick the fish up. I was going to hold him in my lap. And then drive down to L.A. And then we just simply forgot to pick him up. So a few hours into the drive to L.A., I realized I forgot my fish at the office. And so I accidentally abandoned him. I, I called a coworker and I was like, oh, my God, the fish is yours now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you answered the call. You're, the fish is yours. Yeah, because uh, and I felt is, so bad. His name was Davy Jones. He was a so he's dead. Fish. He's 100 percent dead. Well, now he is because that was like uh, six years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, for How sure. How long did now. he survive after you abandoned him? Um, maybe like six months. I had had him for like a year. Or okay. Something. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, last they don't long. live that long. They don't you're live that a, long. You're anyway. not gonna have a fish for like years. Yeah. If you were good at it, you would. <laughs> I mean, okay, but the day we got that fish, let me tell you. So my like work best friend and I, we both went to Chinatown in San Francisco to go to the pet store and get some fish. We were that was the plan. We were like, let's get fish. <laughs> And then went to the store. He picked out like a little goldfish, I think, or just something more like normal. And of course, I was like, I want the flashy one. Mm -hmm. So I got a beta fish. We got back to the office and I was all like, you know, I looked up all the things. I got like a little water heater because betas are tropical and did all this stuff. And my coworker just dumped the fish in a fish bowl with water. And of course, the fish died the next day because fish can get like shock. Yeah. And so... His girlfriend felt really bad for him, got him another fish. He killed that one within a week. <laughs> oh my God. Some so then after that, we were anything. like, all right, dude, you're not allowed yeah. <laughs> to get any more fish. That's ridiculous. But Poor fish. My little guy, he had a little hammock. I bought him like a little treasure chest to put yeah. in his little thing. I had like a I was very I was a very caring fish parent. I, like I mean, up until the point you abandoned him. <laughs> well, that was a yeah, that was a mistake. Oops. <laughs> I like the idea of the fish in the bowl in the water, like doing the best he could to try to sit in the hammock because, like, the physics of that don't work. No, so no, he'd like no. really be like, "I'm swimming in place to be in the hammock." Very cute. Yeah. It was a cute fish. Good old Davy. R.I.P. Liz, you're a very outspoken person. Oop. One second. What the? You getting a call? Yeah. Could you guys hear that? Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I, I said what the because I thought you were going to take it. And I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Hold That'll on. Let me take this. so funny Hello? if I took it. Hello? Yeah. I'd be like, Hello? Edgar, come on. <laughs> Do you like how I just picked up my phone, by the way, and put yeah. it on top of my head? Like, on top of your head. And it was backwards. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like just very, right like, absolutely the most wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Liz, you're a very outspoken person on the internet, even outside of memes. And I remember you talking about something that I thought was very, very interesting mm-hmm. uh, and just like important where you're talking about how you had asked your representation to stop 
generally sending you out for any Asian roles. Like they would like, I think at the time they had sent you out for a Filipino role and you were like, I'm not Filipino. Like I am Korean. Like if you're going to send me out for a role, send me out for a role that's actually within my ethnicity. Uh, How, how do you feel about, you know, like, do you feel hopeful that Hollywood will get better, that Hollywood would get better at stuff like this? Like, especially seeing now all of these commitments that were being made earlier this year of being like, we're going to be better about diversity. Is there any hope there? Or do you still feel like this is going to remain a problem? So what I, I can't remember what I had said specifically, but I didn't ask them to stop sending me out for general Asian stuff like that. But it was more like, I don't do... I don't do a lot of accents. I don't mm. like it. I was born and raised in Michigan. I don't speak a lot of Korean. And I don't uh, I don't like putting that on. And the reason is because I'm, I'm American and I really feel like I should be able to just play an American girl, you know? Mm. And I think if the character is nuanced, like I've auditioned for some roles that are really interesting and I've been like, yeah, I'm going to really like get better at my accent for this because that, immigrant story is really interesting and nuanced. And like this, this character is not just a one dimensional, uh, you know, me love you long time kind of gross character. Yeah, But those sort of tropey stereotypes are racist. And so I just basically refuse to do anything racist like that. And that particular thing that I think I was talking about was, I mean, I'm just gonna say it what it was it was jay farrow's show i think mm. what was what was it called like yeah it was um uh i know uh white famous white famous yeah so in it there's a scene where um they oh no that this is something actually there are two separate things so that that one i turned down an audition and i got into a fight with my agent at the time about it because i they were like we work so hard to get you auditions Like, why are you not showing up for them? And I was like, this is offensive. Yeah. Because the role was for a massage therapist. Yes. And the innuendo was that the Asian massage therapist gives a happy ending to whoever went to go see her. And I was like, that's so fucking offensive and harmful. Mm -hmm. Because we already exist in this, like, space where Asian women are so fetishized and violence is done to them on a daily basis because of this viewpoint that women that Asian women are sexual submissive things like playthings. Uh so that to me was gross because I was like, I will not partake in that. I know some other Asian actress will book it. She'll get yeah. it. Good for her, I guess, but I, I just wish I didn't have to do that. The other Filipino thing was uh what's that um MILF? No. Yeah. Uh, Smilf. Smilf. Uh that show, there was a role for a Filipino like maid or like cleaning lady or some something like that. And I could tell the way it was written. This person had never met a Filipino woman because f- they learn English in the Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's an I, official language there. Yeah, they all speak English, <laughs> albeit with um, an accent, but like. You could tell they wrote it like it was written for a stereotypical like Chinese immigrant character. Mm -hmm, It was broken mm -hmm. English. It was like, Miss Kimi, no here. You know, and like, that's not how Filipino people speak. Yeah. Um, That's not how Chinese people speak either. But um, it was just really like, it felt really gross to me because I was like, it's clear the writers did not 
take that into account. They're not striving for any authenticity here. And they're just using it as almost like a joke, you know? Yeah. And for me, when accents or like an immigrant status is used as a joke, that's really dehumanizing. And I think it's disgusting and I won't do it. But that doesn't mean I'll never go out for a role that uh, is like for written for a Japanese person or because a lot of those times too, those things get edited. I think um, what was the, uh, the Charlize Theron, the old guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's an Asian actress on it. I'm her name is um I'm blanking on her name, but there's a Vietnamese actress who plays a character that I think in the graphic novel is actually Japanese. Mm. Um and when they cast a Vietnamese actress, she asked them to change her name to a more Vietnamese name because she wanted it to reflect her actual ethnicity and they did. Yeah. And so I know that that stuff sometimes is subject to change. Absolutely. And so I'm never like I won't audition if it's not Korean. Because also, <laughs> there's so few roles written for Korean Americans that yeah. for me to say I'm never going to do that would be shooting m- myself in the foot prematurely. That's you just sad. Want due, you just want due diligence on their part. Yeah, I want due diligence. I want there to be, I want I want to play a person, not mm. a, a prop, you know? Yeah. And I think it is getting better, but that's like... <laughs> Uh, it it's marginal. We all thought Crazy Rich Asians was going to be this huge thing a, that a was going changer. to create. Yeah, and in some ways it was. It made people pay attention to the fact that Asian stories are interesting. Yeah. Um, that Asian people can have different personalities. <laughs> right. But I remember the year after that, we all were so pumped for all these Asian-led pilots that were coming out and I don't think like any of them made it to series. Yeah. And there were so many cool ones. There were a lot of good ones. And none of them made it. And so it, I think the, that it's like baby steps. We're, mm. we're trying, you know, and people are trying. But a lot of that stuff starts at the top. And the top is still made of old white dudes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think a lot of it is also performative. And I don't know. I think that we still got a lot of work to do, but I'm hopeful. I am. (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it must be so exhausting, too, because just like, I mean, I don't go out for anything. But like there was a time where like I um, they were trying to send me out for a commercial and they wanted me to play they were sending me out for the like the role of a gardener in this commercial and it wasn't specifically like a like mexican gardener or like you know a, you know a, a landscaper or whatever but i was just sort of like well the optics of this are not great like, yeah. like just because i'm you know mexican and puerto rican i was just like so i'm just not going to do this one and i did get the same kind of like a little bit of pushback you know where they were sort of yeah. like hey like <laughs> I think it was part of like, you don't get a lot of these. Like you should probably yeah. just go. And I was like, well, I don't want to do this one. Um, when but- I think that sort of sentiment is there at large, cause I'm hearing a lot. I've been reading a lot on Twitter of this happens a lot in writer's rooms too, that people mm-hmm. are like, you should just be grateful to be here. Don't, yeah. don't, uh-uh. don't ask for more. Mm. And I think that's really gross. Cause it's yeah. like, no, we deserve more. We deserve parody. We deserve to be on the same level, you know? Yes, and not parody, P-A-R-O-D-Y. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's um, what I also want. You want parody. 
Yeah, I don't like parody. I like parody. <laughs> so now we're having. I a like parrots. With... Yeah. And parrots are cool. Yeah, hey, yeah, parrots are great. The Rainforest Cafe is parody. Yeah. <gasps> Agra, there's someone in your house. Uh, yes, I know that there's <laughs> someone. Happening. I know that there's someone behind me. <laughs> it is Wait, my son. I, I was going to oh, say. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. You birthed <laughs> an adult. <laughs> I birthed an adult son. Wow. Um, like just something that like you were that you were saying, Liz, that like they write like a certain type of like Asian character in mm-hmm. as like in into a script. It like and then, you know, they might cast like a different Asian like person to be that role and then they might change it which is great but it'd be the easiest thing in my mind and I don't know if this is easier said than done but to just sort of write a character and then whoever they cast can you know they can then fill in the, yeah, the problem with the, that though yeah. is if yeah, you don't I was specify, say, it goes yes. to a white person. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, they go to the default. Or not even that. that. Or not yeah. even that. Like, you know, I remember girls started doing that in the later seasons, and there was this one character that was Asian. Like they did that blind casting thing. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, this was clearly written for a white woman. And you can sure. tell it was written for a white mm-hmm. woman by the way that the girl was acting and like all of this stuff and like the lines. I was like, this doesn't feel authentic to the person. Like I think it's like I think blind casting has its faults in that way. And I think Sandra O oh talked about it because I think she got her role in Grey's Anatomy via blind casting. And then uh, they did that episode where I believe she got married to a black character and That's she was just it, yeah. like, they didn't do anything about it. Like that was such yeah. a thing of being like a Korean, a Korean woman, woman is marrying they, a black Like marrying a person. black guy would be a big deal in her That's, That should be a thing. And it's like, but because it was blind casting and they don't, you didn't really, they they didn't really dig that. into it. Was that. Just like a TV show marriage. Yeah. No, that yeah. makes sense. And yeah, I guess, yeah, that is the pitfall because then they would just be like, okay, well we have this then like, you know, whoever they end up casting that's diverse, that's not a white person, then do basically playing a part that is essentially a white character because yeah. it's erasing their entire culture. So yeah, that is that is an issue. Thank you for admitting that. Hey, no, it was a thought that I had. <laughs> and then, you know, I walked through it with y'all and I was like, yeah, no, it was not a great thought. No, uh, I think blind yeah. casting can work. I think it's just that yeah. once that person gets cast, right? Like if we do blind right. casting and Liz gets the part, that part can't just be, you know, whatever whatever it's like no we have to specify it based yeah. off this person's ethnicity yeah if that means hiring a you know korean american writer then we do that but then on top of that and this is where it gets even more complicated we don't only have that writer write just for liz that person yes. has to be able to write for everyone and have yeah. people space and isn't only there to be like you know a sounding yeah. board of being like is this racist yeah. to koreans yeah <laughs> <laughs> But I think that it only makes shows better when they have that sort of, you know, like that loyalty to real life. Like, because mm. everyone's experiences are so different from each other, like culturally, ethnically, even like economically. My mm-hmm. life is very different than someone who grew up homeless, than someone who grew up in a multi million dollar mansion, you know? Yeah. Like, all those experiences are so different and you have your life is better than both of those same. people. Yeah. My life, the difference is that my life is better. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar. <laughs> what is this? I'm sorry. Okay. Without Jaquise here, I get a little crazy. Okay. I get a little crazy. I miss Jaquise. I also miss Jaquise. I miss Why he no? Why he no here? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Be careful with those accents. 
That's not an accent. That's just. Uh oh, I'm in trouble. You're in trouble. Watch yourself, Edgar. Why he know? Why he know is internet. That is. The that internet. is true. It's small. It actually, what it is, it's small crying little cat. So <laughs> it, you know why you, you know the, why you see the little cat and he's like or she's like stop mean to me. <laughs> I love that. I, I love will s- stop mean to me. I will say though, however, that a lot of that stuff on the internet, eh, you know, another time, another time. There was this like meme I saw that was like. <laughs> What? Very so funny. You're saying, you, who, did you what, just you, turn into like an eighty-year-old man? What happened? Meme I saw a lot of that internet stuff is. It's just so the jokes are old jokes. It's just we don't want to talk about where they're from. But I'm like, you know where they're from. We all know what we're doing. Some people Blurred. do. I do think that a lot of Gen Z like doesn't know like early two thousands like internet culture, and like there are a lot of jokes that millennials still like hold on to that are from that era that Gen Z are like you guys are fucking weird <laughs> and it's like fucking racist it's like a lot of these jokes come from us being racist about stuff and that we don't we we kind of be like it's an internet joke but it's like no it was us making fun of someone with down syndrome or someone yeah. with what? like there's a ton of memes like that <laughs> Okay. Early I internet don't... was like really a really like toxic place, and, and like I like couldn't. Unlike cite now, one. where it's perfect. And yeah, right now it's a perfect utopia. It's never been better than it is right now. <laughs> it, yeah, in in, in so, it's tough to gauge because I'm sort of thinking, obviously, like the content was is is was and is still bad. But there was less communication with each other, so in some ways it was it was better. But the stuff was worse. Like so, it's like the whole thing is bad. The internet was a mistake. Um, oh, uh, Sherman and I are just talking about that today. The internet was absolutely a mistake. It's going to kill us all. One hundred percent. It shouldn't. It or the internet. It just got too big for what it is because, like, obviously, like there are some good things on the internet. Like, be able, like, doing this is good. Like, what we're doing right now, seeing each other right now, and then like a weird time is good. Um, being like being able to watch whatever you want is like ultimately good. Like on Netflix or something, you know, uh, paying your bills online, good. Those types of things, good. Communicating yeah. with strangers, it was an absolute. Like, it was a mistake. No, we shouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. Um, comments on videos should never have happened. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like I said, that's my favorite part of the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I oh, go yeah, and I go see, deep, huh? I, uh, every time I see an article that's just like, white woman got fired from job for saying something racist, I go, ooh, baby. I don't even read the article. I just go straight down to the comment page. <laughs> it's so, it's there's such riveting stuff there. I'm also a big fan of the Reddit page, Ask Trump Supporters. Oh, um, no. my God. You gotta do it. Every time you see a major no. Trump story, go no. straight there and no, read their thoughts. You. It's phenomenal. It's like the, the pretzels that these guys cut themselves in in these arguments Edgar, is I grew phenomenal. up in the Midwest. I am fully aware. <laughs> I yeah. do not need to be reminded of it. My, I, I have my entire childhood. <laughs> I grew up Orange County adjacent. I'm good, man. It's so funny. It's so. F- it's not think, funny, though, but it's funny. Well, like this is like tangential to that, though. I've noticed a lot of like people who grew up on the coasts. I truly don't think they realized how racist the Midwest and like middle of America really mm-hmm. is. Oh, 100%. Because people are like, oh, people aren't really like that. I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Like, I agree. Like, they are like that, you know? And it's the, just... 
I mean, it's like, and I also think on top of that, we don't understand how much our way of life on the coast destroys their way of life. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we use Amazon, we use all these things, and we're literally destroying That's factory Andrew jobs. That's Andrew Yang shit right there. We're destroying factory jobs. We're doing so. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm no Andrew Yang. I think he's had a lot of interesting, great points. I think for me, my issue with him was always packaging. I was always like, I think you could have said this better and packaged this better. Oh, yeah. But, like... I, I do think that does, we on the not, coast. He doesn't seem like a bad guy. By any no, case. but it's just like, hey, man, just like. I understand that Asian jokes may not offend you, but I don't think that you should say, hey, man, I'm Asian. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a pass for all Asians. It's like, hey, dude, let's let's not. No, like we, we shouldn't. I, again, I think my issues with him was packaging, but I do agree with him in that that we don't realize that the way we live out here is destroying their way of life in the middle of the country. And I think sometimes we take these moral stands of being like, well, I'm not like the bum fucks and all that. And it's just like, those bum fucks are literally the backbone of this country at times. And we have to recognize yeah. that. Backbone but it's something that bum we don't... fucks. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a hard time recognizing that. Michelle. Yeah. I mean, cause what, yeah, that is what you're, I get what you're saying. Where like, it's, it's quick to be like, Oh, you know, the people in like, the South or like the Midwest or like, you know, a certain Idiots. type of way or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not true. There are dumb people everywhere. You're speaking Absolutely. to one. Um, like it's, it's, you know, on it Saturday is. in Hollywood, we had a rally to save the children from the pedophiles in the yeah, government. A Q rally. What yeah. is going on with that? I don't understand it. It's really like, I don't get it. It's what? so long. It's so long that even if we explain it to you, you would just be like, I need more. Like, it, like there's no satisfying explanation for it. No. Liz, we've talked to you about every single topic on the earth, but we haven't done what we like to do to kind of wrap up our podcast, which is give you the space to talk about something that you're passionate about, something that you want people to look into and check out of yours, whether it be something that you're plugging or something, a, a, a fight or cause that you're into. But this is your moment on the show to just, Rap about what you fuck with. Oh man, what if I don't care? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's also uh, an option. Oh, that's so hard. There's so much shit going on right now. Yeah, like, the world is literally on fire. Mm. We have a dictator in the White House. Mm. Mm. I don't know if there's one particular thing. Uh, I guess. Well, just... I mean, in respect of all of that, you are on this season of Dead to Me on Netflix. Oh yeah, watch season two of Dead to Me, you guys. I'm like, oh, I could talk about Black Lives Matter. I could talk about voting. No, you know what? I'm going to talk about me. <laughs> 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 but I think it's also like, you know, if people are listening to this podcast, they're probably aware of they a know. lot of the big issues. Absolutely. I think here's here's one thing I'll say is to take everything you read or hear on the internet with a grain of salt. I love that because I think what a lot what is going on, and I'm seeing this to people very close to me too, and it's worrying me that people are losing their ability to think critically because, Absolutely. like, we're inundated by all this really really biased news, and it's stopping us from stopping for a second and being like, okay, wait, what is actually going on here? Let me look at the facts. Yeah. What are the events that actually occurred? What is the likelihood that this isn't just being sens or sensationalized? You know, and I think that's happening across all issues from co pe people who think that COVID masks and COVID is a hoax 
to people, this like weird save the children pedophile conspiracy. I'm mm. just like, th- take yourself out of yourself and think about what's real, you know? Because people can literally say anything on the internet yeah. without consequence. And so I think my biggest thing now is like, don't just believe everything the second you read it. I read somewhere that there's like an unconscious bias that we have for written information rather than oh, auditory wow. information, that oh, we are wow. more likely to believe something if we read it than if we hear it. And I think that's absolutely true for like the internet, you know, because well, I'm like so all glad the that you just internet. auditorily told everyone that. <laughs> Uh, I'll tweet it and then you guys can believe that. But, you know, like, I just think you got to use your brain. Use your brain, guys. I love that. That's that's my message. And watch season two of Dead to Me. Season two of Dead to Me. Liz, where can people find you on the internet if you want to be Uh, found? I'm on Instagram at Liz Party, L-I-Z-Z Party. And on Twitter, I am just Liz, L-I-Z-Z. That's amazing that you got that. I was just about to say, what a Twitter handle. That's incredible. Yeah, when I first got it, a lot of people were, I was getting a lot of like reset password notifications. uh, And so I'm... don't worry, I'm all two factored and three factored up now. Oh, no one's taking that from you unless oh, they pay. Great. Unless they pay some good money for it. Uh, even that. Ah, one well, mil. It depends. Uh, one yeah, mil. I take it for a mil. Yeah. Of course you would. <laughs> be ridiculous. I, I would be mil. so upset at you if you did it. Uh, Liz, thank you so much for being here. Wow, Matt, that was a riveting conversation. I have to say, I thought you were going to say the N-word way less than that. But you surprised me with how often you said it. Yeah, you know, in the spirit of the show, I just had to, you know, really uh, just make it feel like Jaquise was still part of it. And so I was like, I'm just going to go ahead, go for it. Dude, I get that. Um, You know what's very funny is that Liz and I both worked for you at some point you were our you were our manager yeah that is true uh yeah i was a a manager at the theater and i like that that's what we're saying about it (laughs) i was a manager at the theater and you know uh and edgar was one of my interns liz was one of my interns i don't think jakees ever was an intern uh if he was he wasn't he wasn't when we were not yeah um but uh, yeah, I had a lot of had a lot of fun uh, friends uh, be like interns of mine, and like the thing about it is that like we we're friends, like we became friends after we became that. friends after that. Yeah, yeah, we weren't friends right away, but like like a lot of the f- interns that would roll through would then just like end up being my friends, and it was like, oh, we're just like hanging out and like sort of uh, I'm getting paid and you guys are <laughs> working. For we became you were always nice to me, but we yeah. became friends when we were on a house team because I distinctly remember that I had heard that you were also on a house team and you were managing sunset at the time I was in a spank and I came up to you and I said, Hey man, congrats. And you went, who told you? (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I was like, damn bro. Like shit. Was it really like that? 
Yeah, and no, I didn't it had tell to have you. Been like, who no. told you? I think you were just like you didn't want to feel like you were bragging about it. Like I'm putting some, co- but you did have that energy. But I'm, I'm, I'm justifying it in that you were like, is this a rumor that's spreading? Because it's kind of rude, right? It's like a rude thing. Because, for example, that very day, the moment I found out, I got the call. I went into the bathroom. I screamed as loud as I could. I was so excited. And then when I left the bathroom, I saw someone crying. Oh, they, yeah. Because their friend had just gotten cut. And it was this weird moment of me being like, are you okay? And they explained to me what happened and how sad they were. And their friend got cut. Yes. Okay, and so well, I just. I, I would love to unpack that for a second. <laughs> I mean, I think with the, knowing that their friend got cut, they also probably realized that they didn't make it. But like, it was so interesting where I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone yeah. I was with. And I remember that being so weird because they were all like, yeah, I haven't heard anything. I guess none of us made it. And I knew that whole time. And it wasn't up until we got ready to go on the stage that Ryan Rosenberg came up to me and went, hey, man, congratulations. And then everyone found out that I and they're like, how long have you known? And I was like, I've known all day. And it was like they felt like kind of insulted by that. But I think you were trying to do something similar of being like. I don't want to be bragging about this and having it run. Because it doesn't feel real up until they make that actual announcement. And you see your face on the website. Yeah, it's just a weird it thing. Feels, it feels weird, probably also for that same reason of like, because of this insane, like weird culture they created around this announcement of yes. being put on a, on a house team. But like, I remember because I was in a practice group at the time, like when I got the phone call and I didn't answer the phone. Uh, and then I was like, oh, I think this might be it. And then so, but I didn't say anything. I sort of was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom, called back, and I, you know, got it or whatever. And then the only person that knew was my coach, Rosie Rosenberg, was our coach. And um, he texted me from practice, like, like from a few seats over and was like, congrats, man. Just like, didn't say, like, didn't blow up my spot, which was like very cool because there were people yeah. in that group that were also trying to get it or whatever. But like, I, yeah, I remember I was like, I think some people are going to be mad. Like, like there are some people yeah. are going to be like upset that I got on. And I think for people, you know, who aren't familiar with the UCB system and are listening to this, uh, if you've ever seen that Saturday Night Live sketch where everyone is waiting for the teacher to print the list of who's in the play, or if you're familiar with that trope, just that trope, it's yeah. like that a thousand times worse yeah and like truly like <laughs> 800 more people yes like, yeah so uh and it is and then there's a lot of like you know ego involved but there's yes. the only reason that that's part of it is because they've like made it this like covetous thing and that like you're a select person and like yeah uh, but then they tell you this other thing where it's like just because you didn't get on doesn't mean you're not funny enough and it's like sometimes that's like uh, categorically not true but Absolutely. like <laughs> but then there are many cases where that is true but they they make it um no matter what, it's always like you versus another person. Absolutely. And I think that's what feels so weird about it. You know, like, yeah. and like, I've always hated in the writing community that they don't tell you that you didn't get a job, like when you don't get a TV writing job. But I do think that feels better than I can't imagine what it would feel like if a TV show announced on deadline. Here's who we pick to write on this season of this show. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that would feel so weird. And like. I do think, like you said, like they've kind of made it this covetous thing where they print out, the, like, I mean, that's what they used to do back in the day. They would print out the list, but now it's like this w- announcement on a forum. Yeah, and the only thing goes, posted on this forum. 
Yeah, and everyone goes and looks, and they all gossip. Ah, that day, I think still, like it, when it comes around, you know, in a few weeks, I'll still get anxiety. Oh, yeah, because it would be pretty soon. Um, yeah. I was thinking, something you said made me think about this, and it's, like, not entirely the same thing, but, like, um, my brother, I was at home, and uh, the, over the weekend, and my brother, uh, my younger brother, who is like on the um on the spectrum uh just said this to me not thinking that it would be like like a bad like not like or, or like not a bad thing but like just said this to me I'll you know I'll say what it was but like he was watching TV and he saw a commercial for this like TV show um and that I would like that I was asked for like specifically not the one that I know that you're probably thinking about but a different a different TV show where yeah. they asked for me specifically mm-hmm. um and he was like Matt, I saw that commercial for that TV show. I saw who was you were supposed to be. And yeah. She's <laughs> like, no. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird. I mean, it feels so like, and I think part of that is, is because when you do these things, especially if you feel well, you feel like you did well, you start to like do this imagination run in your brain where yeah. you're like, I see myself in the in the trailer and then I see myself walking around set. Oh, I just said a joke. So like you you fantasize about it. Yeah. So absolutely. then to see someone else do that, do, you know, living that life that you fantasized about is so painful. Yeah. It was kind of like it was it, and only because I had actually forgotten about it, too. Mm-hmm. So then like by the end of that conversation, I in my head, I was like, damn, that's two shows. It, it feels like somebody dancing with your girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I was just like. This is our song. <laughs> well, you know what? Let's get to Queen of the Week. Queen of the Week. My Queen of the Week, Matt. Jaquise goes first. Does he? Every time. Every time. Every single time he's gone first. Huh. I guess I never clocked that. I don't know if that's true. It is true. And why is that? Matt, I don't know. Mostly because the show just isn't the same without Jaquise. I know. He is such a good part of the show. And I, I don't feel like I am doing No, it's not that, Jaquise Matt. justice. It's not that. It's like, Jaquise is like, you know, like, here's my role on the podcast. And I know it's Queen of the Week and I'm supposed to be highlighting a black woman or whatever. But, like, Jaquise is just like... He holds up the show and it makes my job easy, which is completely derailing the show. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Yeah, if I'm, you're the if you're the person steering the train, who's who's, who's who's doing what you're who's, supposed to be doing? You know, and it it, it, it it like, and I get it, right? Like maybe the lesson here is Edgar, take this show more seriously. Like you know what I mean? Like realize that you have this opportunity that you've been dreaming of since college, which is to have a podcast on Earwolf. Like, you know, mm-hmm. back when you would be in your dorm and listening to comedy bang bang while crying and like i don't know like maybe sometimes i just like feel like you know i don't deserve these things so that's why i act like i'm cooler than them and chiki's gone is making me realize how much i really appreciate him my queen of the week is uh, a very funny um actress and comedian she uh, makes a lot of like really funny videos on twitter um, and I actually met this person when we, uh, we both did comedy bang bang together and it was a lot of fun. 
Uh, and it's Nicole Thurman, who I believe has been a guest on the show. Yes, she has. Fantastic. Uh, she's so funny. Uh, and I, yeah, I just really love her videos. So if you don't follow her on Twitter or Instagram, do that. Didn't the three of us a do a laugh. show together? Am I crazy? Did we? Maybe I don't know. somebody else. I think I met her doing Comedy Bang Bang. Okay. Yeah, that's probably someone else I'm thinking of. It's James Mannion. Oh, it was James Mannion. It was me, you, and James? No, no. It was me, Nicole, and James. You weren't there at all. That's why it was a fun show. Oh. <laughs> My queen of the week, she's a very, very funny writer. She uh, is someone who I, I think, you know, is the proof of pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do what you got to do. Uh, she's absolutely incredible. I, I'm learning so much from just watching her. She's so giving and so kind. She can do it all. And my queen of the week is Marquita Robinson. Make sure you check her out on Twitter. Very, very funny. You know, check out her work. She's got a lot of big shit coming up. I think she's about to blow. And I like to give y'all somebody who I'm like, this person's about to blow the fuck up before y'all even handle them. So queen of the week, Marquita Robinson. Follow Jaquees at Jaquees Neal on every single piece of social media that there is. Follow me at AwfulGram on the gram at Edgar Mopas here on Twitter. Guys, look, this is all I can say. If there's someone in your life who you respect, if there's someone in your life who brings something that nobody else can bring, before it's too late, 